Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHARLIE, ZULU, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE. And get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag. You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE. That's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo at checkout. It's a $30 value and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. Today on the ZabeCast, what's my definition of a late-breaking superstar in sports? And who qualifies? I'd say the Joker for the Nuggets is certainly one. Do you have Amazon guilt? I think I'm starting. We've got meteors booming over the nation's capital. Skip and Shannon are Splitsville. And Andy Poland joins me to talk about the time we met the great Jack Nicholas for a radio show. Your 40-minute bonus edition of Pure Zabe is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! <laughs> Here we go! Monday, June 5, 2023. Thank you for downloading. Appreciate everybody who listens to the show and gives me feedback as well. I take it all in. I was actually sharing with my wife and daughters on Friday night the fact that, you know, I get all kinds of emails from all different angles. Some people like this person. Some people hate them. Some people like so-and-so. And many of you have been very supportive saying, you know, fuck the haters. Just do what you do. Your instincts are right. Just do what you do. And I appreciate that, and that's there's a lot to that, but I do appreciate the feedback because I'm constantly 
calibrating and thinking and calibrating and thinking as we go along here. And as you know, I try different things, not all of which works out the way I want. And then I make adjustments or I kill things or I just move on. So with that said, it dawned on me that, you know what? I've always said on the radio, this is not a sports show. This is a me show. It's very arrogant. As arrogant as the great Rush Limbaugh who once said, callers are meant, I put callers on the air in order to make me look good. And I always thought, what a fucking statement is that? Like, what a douchebag. Was he afraid to debate people? But he proudly said so. I thought about this and I'm like, hmm, it is a me show. It's a me podcast. I got to give the people what they want. I got to give them at least five to 10 minutes of me every single day. And then, depending on who I've got on, I'll bring them on and we'll go from there. There might be some solo shows in here as well, but I'm going to commit to you people. Who are you calling you people? Robert Downey Jr., Tropic Thunder, great show, great movie. Never to be made, never to be made again. Anything that screamingly funny and screamingly un-PC. In fact, you should probably get a DVD copy of it, save it before it's ever banned from being played again. I digress. So, um, give you people what you want. Give you some of me. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna promise to give you five to ten minutes of me every single show before I bring on whomever I bring on, and that way you get at least ten minutes of me. You go ten minutes. All right. That's, Frankly, that's all I can take, 10 minutes. Perfect. Boom, done. You're on with your day. You're on to your other podcasts out there. And boy, there's a lot of podcasts. I was getting content fatigue? No, content dismay over the weekend. As I popped around on YouTube and I listened to some podcasts while mowing the lawn, doing yard work, I realized, Jesus, there's so much out there. I mean... And I, and I go to YouTube and I see such incredibly good-looking, really good content being put out there. And all I can think about is, are, are these people making any fucking money? Because it looks so good. But hold that thought on YouTube for a second. So I got a little bit content overwhelmed. And I thought, well, what about my content? I'm putting out a lot of content every week. How do I make sure it stays relevant? It evolves. It stays fresh. It's by me giving you what you want, which is me. So let me give you some things about me from the weekend. I have some thoughts about the price of things and Amazon guilt. I went to buy a couple of new five-gallon gas cans for my new Turf Tiger 2 from Skag. Such a great mower. Sad update. The uh, grass in the mid-Atlantic region is already gone. Not enough rain, too much heat, too early in the season, It's already brown. There's weeds coming in. There's fucking clover. I mean, it's gone. I cut it this weekend, but I had to squint at times to see the lines. Like, did I mow this part? And that sucks. I don't think it's going to be good again. There's going to be not going to be meaty, lush, juicy grass to cut again in the mid-Atlantic until the fall. And that, that makes me sad. But I digress. So I went to get a couple of new five-gallon gas cans. The old Kubota took diesel. I have big yellow plastic five-gallon jugs for the diesel. Why didn't you just use those? Well, I thought about it. I thought, all right, do I just, do I wash them out? And then, 
you know, you put gas in them and label them in big marker gas. Do not put diesel because the reason they're yellow, yellow usually indicates diesel. Red is obviously gasoline. So um, I'm like, nah, I don't want, I'm just this new mower. I don't want to fuck it up. I'll just buy, I'll buy two new plastic red cans. So I went to, to good old Lowe's and I was surprised they had the five gallon ones, the big ones, because this is kind of a suburban area. I'm thinking, they have two gallons at most, but I need the big five gallon ones. They had them. I'm like, great. I pick them up. Away we go, because I don't need big boxes coming from Amazon with five gallon plastic jugs in them. $26 and change a piece. I'm like, what? I know a thing or two about manufacturing. This is just form molded fucking plastic. Oh, sure. It's got some fancy pants, stupid ass, um, you know, nozzle to it, which I could not for the life of me figure out. I got to pull this tab and push this and okay. There you go. Wait, wait, is it going? How come it's leaking on me? God damn these things. I instantly thought I'm going to return these even with it stinking of gas inside. Well, I got them to work and they seemed to be okay. And I felt like, all right, I'm not going to return them. But 26 bucks. I just thought that I'm not somebody who is normally that guy about prices. I'm pretty laissez-faire. Eh? In for a dime, in for a dollar. Do you know what it's costing me to send my daughter to college, for God's sakes? Do you know what this vacation's costing? I usually don't get hung up about it, but it just felt exploitive. 15 bucks tops. 26 bucks, And I knew that I was paying a premium because they're in the stores. Whatever. Speaking of Amazon guilt, which I'm sure I could have gotten a much as good a one, if not better, for cheaper on Amazon. I'm getting Amazon guilt. Because, like a lot of us, I'm ordering way too much shit. And I'm getting more and more impatient all the time. What? It's not going to be until Thursday. Prime now. Prime now. Give it to me now. (laughs) Give it to me now. I noticed on Amazon they now have an option where you can pick your day. Like, pick your Amazon day. If you're like many Americans, ordering a bunch of shit. Just one day a week. We'll, We'll bundle them all together. We'll keep you know, fewer trucks on the road. Well, not a bad idea. But then I might have to wait. Prime now. <laughs> Give it to me now. And I want to shop local, and I don't mind giving them a profit, but fuck, man. 26 bucks for a plastic jug. Mm, that was a tough one. On the other side, it's corn season. Oh, yeah, baby, it's corn it's season. Corn. Welcome to summer. It has the juice. I can't imagine a more beautiful thing. I can tell you all about it. Look at this thing. When I tried it with butter, everything changed. So, and by the way, you're saying, I didn't know you ate any vegetables. Hey, even I know corn is not a vegetable. It's a starch. But it's the one thing that is grown that I eat. So had to get some corn. It's summer. Corn season is here. And I did a double take picking it up at the grocery store. It was like corn. Four for one dollar. <laughs> four for a dollar. All I was thinking about was crushing at least three of the four years myself. Maybe my daughters would have one of them. And how delicious it was going to be with butter 
Because, you know, it's corn. It's corn. <laughs> and I'm like, four for a buck. How are they even making any profit on this? This is insane. What a great bargain. Uh, oh, right. Right is corn. <laughs> then I remembered where they grow it, how much of it they grow, how easily it is mass harvested by these giant machines. And I thought, all right, well, maybe they're doing all right. Maybe maybe four, four years for a dollar. They're taking their, their 25 cents an ear. Good math by you. Uh, taking their, what, seven cent profit when it's all said and done, shipping, processing, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they're like putting in their pocket. So my question for those of you out there in the great flyover farm country, how's corn doing? How's big corn doing? Because I couldn't believe that for $4, I could get four delicious ears of pristine white sweet corn. Good stuff. All right. With that said, coming up, Andy Poland will join me. I caught him in the middle of a golf tournament I wanted to watch, but he had no interest. We'll hear from Andy next. You're listening to the Zabecast. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone you learn by matching audio, from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. 
Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHARLIE, ZULU, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE. And get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag. You know, Andy, normally it's you, Chinese food, and a guy in a red shirt who's captivating to watch playing the game that you hate. Gaff. But I apologize, I'm taking you away right now from the pride of Tacoma Park, Denny McCarthy right now in the middle of a playoff at Jack's place. A playoff? Are you aware of the Tacoma Park kid, Denny McCarthy? Yes, I am. I am aware of him. I uh, I have watched him play some, but I can't say that. Uh, You're I not watching this happen. right now? No, Come I'm on. not. <laughs> the NBA Finals game doesn't start for another couple hours. What's going on, man? Come on. Yeah, let's go. Well, not into it, huh? So the so the Tiger effect for you didn't carry over into hey, this is a big tournament. It involves Jack Nicholas, who is not going to be with us that much longer. I'm afraid it's not oh, really? looking great. Well, he's just not looking great. He's in his 80s, Andy. Life I understand. Yeah. Um, and and at a great course, big field, and local kid looking for his first win. That still can't draw you to the TV. Well, uh, you know, I, even when Tiger was at his peak, I mainly watched him play in majors. Ah, uh, ah. You know, I, I I would watch. Yeah, if I if I knew that he was in contention to win something like the Memorial, yeah, I'd, I'd be into it. But uh, yeah, regular that, that, season PGA Tour events just not going to cut it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's nothing like Sunday and a major yeah. in the red shirt, yeah. and and he's closing in, and nobody. Now he was, he was front runner. He was not a come from behind guy. You know, all the greats that we think of in sports, Montana, Brady, they're known for comebacks, right? That is true. That is yeah. true. It, it, and it's not like he couldn't do it. It just mm-hmm. he either he was on that week and he was going to dominate everybody. Or it just wasn't quite his week. Quite his week. Yeah. Well, he would finish. He would finish. You know, a couple shots back every now and then. And I think that's the amazing thing about Jack. It's not just the eighteen majors. It's the nineteen seconds that he was in it every time. 
You're darn right it is. And, you know, the second place finish is paid pretty good. Not live tour good, but uh, pretty damn good for back in the day, you know. Yeah. By the way, uh, when we got to meet and interview Jack at Creighton Farms, I realized that was my, my Sandy Koufax. My first ultimate boyhood idol in sports because as a young golf nerd on the mean streets of McLean, Nicholas was in his heyday when I was coming of age, 12 years old plus 1980. And so therefore, you know, to meet him finally and to talk to him was just amazing. And I remember the time you got Sandy Koufax on the phone once. Yeah. Well, that was, you want me to tell that story? It's yeah. It's kind of lengthy. Well, right, David, well, give me the one minute version. Uh, okay. So I, I knew, I know a guy named Herta Bromowitz who had played, high school basketball with Sandy Koufax and he had lost contact with him. And so he asked me if I could help him. And I called Tim Kirchin and I called the hall of fame and, you know, nothing worked out. And then finally I called the Mets and Fred Wilpon at the time was the owner and he had played high school baseball with Sandy. They were, Wilpon was actually the pitcher and Koufax was the first. Yeah, yeah. Koufax was wild. He, he they, they wouldn't let him pitch. And uh, and Wilpon was the pitcher. Koufax was the first baseman. And so uh, I left a message and I said, look, um, if, uh, if if if, uh, you know, you can give me a number for Sandy, it's for my friend. And uh, and, I you know, and all, all that. So anyway, I left. So you my name number. dropped your friend uh, Abramowitz. Bert Abramowitz, and Bert he also Abramowitz, yeah. he also would have known Bert because Wilpon played basketball right. as well. We're so over. We're well of, over a minute, so let's yeah. cut to the chase. I told so, you it was lengthy. I no, I said give him the one minute version anyway. And, <laughs> so, so anyway, one thing leads to another. I leave my cell phone number, and thinking you know maybe somebody from the Mets is going to call me back, and I'm going to give him Bert's number, but. They gave my number to Koufax, uh-huh. and and so he called me, and uh, and then you know one thing led to another, and I got to talk to him, and I was tongue tied, and you know all that. But our situation with with Jack was different in that we you know had it set up in advance, and and let me tell you something, I'm not a golfer, but that's one of the highlights of my career too, getting to talk to wow. him, and and I've told I've told this story many times. That the most incredible thing that happened there, that we were told you know, it may be 10 minutes if it's going well, 15, but that's going to be it. Well, we're 20 minutes plus into this interview. And you say, I, you know, in 1963, you won the long drive contest. And he starts fidgeting a little bit. And right. then you you start talking about how I, the equipment's changed and this, that, and the other. And I'm thinking, he's fidgeting. He wants to go. He's fidgeting because he's pulling in his out of his pocket a money clip that, that he, he won, won for from winning, winning the long it. drive contest in 1963. And it he was, was so he was so proud of it. And he put up with me gently impugning that he couldn't have possibly hit it 330 yards with that equipment back in the day. But it was it was incredible. It was magic. I would say that moment where Nicholas pulled out the money clip, unbeknownst to me, of an anecdote I grabbed off of Wikipedia minutes before we had to, you know, get ready to interview him, is at 1A or 1B next to the great Steve Sable, may he rest in peace. Meeting me at Radio Row at the Super Bowl, his eyes lighting up, saying, Zabe, 
Zabe, oh man, I love your show. I listen every morning on the way in to our Laurel Hill, New Jersey studios at NFL Films. And I wouldn't, I couldn't believe it. And I kind of pressed him on it, pressed him on it. And he's like, no, really, I do listen. I love your show. That was when we were back on Sirius XM as part of Fox Sports Radio. That completely floored me. Yeah, I, uh, I, there are a few people in my life who I've been more impressed with than Steve Sable. I, uh, I was on the committee to select the 70 greatest Redskins of all time, and he was on it. So I, I can't say I got to know him, but I got to meet him and, and, and be around him. And he is a great per- was a great person uh, yeah. away from his craft, and his craft it lives on as some of the greatest work ever done you know, in sports film, yeah. for sure. He should still be around. Reggie yeah. White should still be around. Walter Payton should still be around. Sure. It's a damn shame all these great NFL voices and players. Some It seems like all the nice guys leave too early. But anyway, let's get to it. I got five topics, 20 minutes. We're here for a good time, not a late time, not a long time. Topic number one, because the game ended too late for today's podcast. You'll hear all about it tomorrow. I want to talk about Nikola Jokic. I was thinking yeah. about Jokic as a player, and I thought, you know, he's a late-breaking superstar and the way I look at it is this it's not that he was misdrafted per se I mean obviously he was but he got a lot better once he came into the league for Denver when he was just 20 years old he went from 10.7 boards a game to the last two years averaging pretty much 25 and 12 and Mm -hmm. shooting threes as well so he was a late-breaking superstar I think the all-time late-breaking superstar is Tom Brady. Drafted the sixth round and just sat around for a while, was on the roster when, boom, all of a sudden, uh, Drew, Ble- Drew Bledsoe's kidney explodes on a big hit near the sideline. He's thrust into the game. Everything else is history from there on out. Steph Curry might be a late-breaking superstar. Who's not a late-breaking superstar? Someone like Aaron Rodgers. He was drafted in the first round, you know. So he was tabbed for possible stardom. It's just he had to wait his turn behind Rodgers. Who can you think of that is a late-breaking superstar? Not just a guy who took a while to come around and now he's pretty good, but holy shit, this guy's good, and he really moved the needle from when he came into his sport. Giannis Antetokounmpo. He was in the league for a while. Yeah. And and, and it took a while for him to catch on. Um, And to bulk up his body as well. Now, he was still a first-round pick. He was a mid-first-round pick, but it was sort of such a project and a prospect. You're like, where where are you going to play him? What's he going to do? And you know, he started playing point guard at times early on when he was really skinny. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, then you have the same thing with Sammy Sosa when he was with the White Sox, I believe, or the Rangers, one of of the two teams that, you know, he he was unknown. And who knows how much the steroids played into it and, that sort of I would thing. say so, a lot but, <laughs> in the but, case of Sosa. But but was he? Yeah, maybe he was from when he really exploded with the with the Cubs. I don't know. Or maybe he used the steroids to stay on top. That happens too, right? You know. So well, there's yeah, and that's the thing about sports, which is fun and great, is that guys can and do get better once yeah. they become pros. I guess the LeBron James effect has conditioned us. To just expect, you know, okay, we see this superstar coming from a mile away, and as soon as he's a pro, he's going to be great. Not always the case. How about the one we just talked about, Sandy Koufax? That's the ultimate late bloomer. 
he was he was incredibly wild when he came up and uh you know it took him four or five years before he finally became great and as as the story goes he was uh he was pitching in spring training and norm sherry the pitching coach says just don't throw as hard as you can he took a little <laughs> bit off the ball and he had he had arguably the six greatest years that any left-handed pitchers ever had yeah, a lot of times in baseball too, you'll have starters who become relievers, and right. then they become legendary. I believe yeah. Mariano Rivera is in that category. Mm-hmm. I, I saw Earl Horsheiser as a minor league reliever. I said, "This guy's going to be out of baseball in a year." <laughs> they turned him into a starter in Albuquerque, and he went the other way it. around. Yeah, he yeah, went from right. reliever to starter, and then he uh, mm-hmm. figured it out. Yeah. Wasn't Eckersley the same way? Wasn't he? I mean, most pitchers start as starters, right? Right. Yeah. He he became one. And then who, who's the one? Smoltz was he the one that became a reliever and then went back to being a starter? Uh, Might have been. Yeah. I think yeah. the great Ben Hogan in golf also knocked around on some very small money tours until mm-hmm. finally making it big and then becoming pretty much the face of golf in the fifties. But golf, like baseball. Those are struggle sports. In other words, you're expected almost to struggle early on because they're so hard. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right. Steve Largent was cut. He was cut by the uh, by the Oilers before he became a star with Seattle. So it happens. All right. Yeah. Uh, topic two. I've been listening to a fair amount of local DC sports lately. My friends and colleagues and guys I know doing it. And it's been odd, Andy. I'll be honest. It's been odd. It's not depressing because I don't feel like I, I'm like, ah, oh, I should still be on. And I, I listen to it and I think I couldn't even fake giving a shit about the Wizards' new head coach and their new GM, whose names I think escape me. Who are they again, Andy? Uh, there's a guy named Winger who's the president of the operations. And then uh, a guy that they just hired from uh Golden State. Or Golden State, yeah. yes. He had with a been funny with last player. name, if I recall. Yeah, yeah. There but yeah, the coach is still there. That's Wes Unsell Jr. Oh, Wes yeah. is still there. Oh, yeah. Travis Schlink. Schlink, right. Schlink. Yeah, <laughs> so let's see. So so Wes is still there, the coach, but they hired two new GMs? Well, they have a president of basketball operations, this guy, Michael Winger who had been with the Clippers. So he also oversees the Mystics and the Go-Go. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, and so now he The Go-Go is Schlenk. the G League team, and the Mystics, of yeah. course, the uh, right. WNBA team. Right, and Schlenk is now going to be like the guy who gets Schlenk. him players. <laughs> Schlenk. I'm looking at a picture of uh, old Travis Schlenk. He looks yeah. like a Travis Schlink, <laughs> just yeah. to be just to be fair about it. So yeah, I you know I heard uh, heard one of the hosts on the the pretty much the one station in town, not yours by the way. Andy can be heard every day on yes. uh, where is it again? ESPN six thirty, the old WMAL from ten to noon. Ten to noon, yeah, yeah. and nine. I, well, it's nine to eleven every day, and then two days a week I do nine to noon. All right, so this host was going on and on about Travis Schlink this, Travis Schlink that, and I thought, how can anyone fucking listen to this? Seriously, I maybe someone does, maybe there, maybe there's a market for it. I don't know. I don't think the program director is saying, you know, definitely talk about this. This is big. I know it's the doldrums of summer. So it got me to thinking, Andy, if we were still doing the sports reporters, you and I and Naki and Buck and our rotating gang of guests. Would we be going into depth about the potential of Travis Schlenk to somehow deliver the Wizards 
out of irrelevance? Would we be doing topics like I heard B. Mitch and Finley do, which is what position group impresses you the most with yeah. the commanders? Is that what we'd be doing? No, we would be doing actually the, the, the one who's really doing sports talk radio and not doing sports talk radio is Tom Lavero. He writes a column where he will, he doesn't care anymore, so he rips Ted. He, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he, he rips, he rips the, uh, the commanders, the whole organization, the whole way they do things. Jason Wright, the team president. And what you have with these other guys, they're looking to get jobs with these teams. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Well, you know, this, this guy Paulson in the afternoon, He's done a lot of cap stuff, you know, caps pregame, you know, and he's very ambitious. So he's not going to rip Ted. He, right. He's not going to say anything bad about Ted. Um, so we would we would be looking. Here's my angle, just what we're talking about. This is how irrelevant the Wizards are. They have become the most irrelevant team in town, mainly because they haven't won a championship since 1978. And so what the, the pathetic – situation that they're in they have the highest paid or one of the highest paid players in the league and the only player with a no trade clause in his contract who's just a guy you know he's he's good but right. is he a superstar and so our angle would be that they're in they're in the bermuda triangle they're completely lost and no matter how many schlenks and <laughs> wingers they hire it's not gonna matter i think i would do a whole spoof of winger and schlenk the yeah. new law firm in charge. And I would exactly. also, like you, reference it's hopeless until something, may, until they land a superstar, there's yeah. no chance. Cause you're right. They are stuck exactly in that spot. They have a single nominal star in Beale who's not good enough to lift them out of the mud. And he's locked into this huge contract. And for some dumb reason, he doesn't seem to want to leave. No. Well, why would he? Because well, he keeps. Making money, it's he gets his yeah, paid. He could he could kind of demand a trade at some point. I mean, he likes DC, which good for him. But I thought yeah. a long time ago, Bradley Beal would have pulled a typical NBA star move and say, you know what, it's just time. Yeah, but he's he's he makes all this money and he's the man there. It's like it's like you've got this good job, nobody bothers you. You don't have <laughs> you don't have some some idiot program director telling you, oh, we've hired three hockey insiders that we're going to have on the show three times a week. No, you can leave alone. You know, you're not referencing anyone that we knew that made us take three. Did we have to take three hockey guys? We had we had two guys, and and they were on for a total. I mean, it was it was interminable. They were on all the time. Talking about hockey. <laughs> because he got an earful from the owner, Ted. No, to, no, no. He he thought no. he thought he, he's one of these guys who thinks he's smarter than everybody else. So his feeling was, hey, let's not talk about the Redskins all the time. Let's try and grab these hockey people who are out there okay. who want to listen. So he's trying to so grab fleas with a tweezer, you know, <laughs> and bring them in and hoping they have a diary so that, so that people would listen to it. So in other words, uh, it's, it's like the shopping cart theory of sports radio programming. Go down the aisles and try to get one of these, one of those, you know, collect them. But that, that doesn't necessarily win the day. I don't no, think. And it, and the people who are listening to you and like you 
tune away when you're doing something that they know you don't really want to do and it's not something they want to listen to. Right. The analogy or the model that would be more appropriate. Oh, Victor Hovland, by the way, just gutted your boy Denny McCarthy. The Tacoma Park kid uh-huh. just lost in the first extra hole of uh, the playoff at uh, Memorial. That sucks. Well, he'll win at some point, but uh, tough one for old Denny McCarthy. Yeah, I think the the better analogy, better model is that you've got to get a raft of fun. You got to get a raft of people who don't want to jump out of the raft mm-hmm. when you add something new to the raft. Like right. so, the biggest bi- the biggest boat you can because certain topics, if it's too much of it. People jump overboard. They're like, nope, that's it. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Well, well. also, you you, you got to be true to yourself. So if you do a show where you go, Ted, stop. Nobody cares about this as much as you do. And then all of a sudden, hey, we have the Hockey Insider, and we want to know about the fourth line and how many quality chances they're going to get. People, people yeah. understand you don't care. They, no. they, you you got you to be sincere. People have to know you. They have to like you. Either they do or they don't. Right. And and if they're listening, they like you, and and they like what you're doing. And they'd then all rather, of a sudden, you're doing something you're not doing you, that yeah. doesn't isn't really what you do. They go, right. well, what is this? Yeah, yeah. And then you know, basic sports radio PD speak would be like, you got to tease these upcoming guests. Yeah, so then you right. tease up, you know, our hockey insider coming up at five fifteen. That's just adding gas to the fire. That's just telling people, hey, by the way, you don't like what you're hearing now. You're really not going to like it at the top of the hour. <laughs> That's appointment tune out. Like, oh, five fifteen. That's where I'm going to the other station. Right. They're going to be talking about something I'm really interested in. Right. I I tease because I'm told to tease, but I'm convinced. I'm not convinced it actually works because for everything somebody likes, there's probably as many people that don't like it. You know, unless you're teasing something big, like we got the yeah, but, quarterback but- of the team coming up in the NFL at eight o'clock. All right, but. right, but but also you could tease something to make people go, "Oh, what is that?" I wonder. Well, what and then the about. cryptic teases—that's yeah, another one. Good. But the, yeah. to me, those are fucking annoy me. I listen to the hosts that do those cryptic teases. I go, "Okay, that's cute." I don't know what you're talking about. I think I do, but I don't give a fuck. I'm out. It's commercials. Yeah, yeah. well, you yeah. could have that too. All yeah. right, uh, topic number three: Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp are splitsville. How <sighs> about that? Good. What's going on? And is this the beginning of the end of the $5 million a year cable TV opinion star? I don't think so. I think I think they're following the model that uh, Stephen A. had at ESPN. And it's apparently successful now uh, that he decided that he didn't want Max Kellerman anymore. So now they have uh, rotating people, including someone I like, Chris Russo. And I think that's probably what's going to happen with Skip. He'll he'll just get the people he wants. Really? So Skip so. forced out Shannon. Not Shannon yeah. said, I can't take this asshole anymore. Buy me out. Right. Right. I think that's probably what happened. I think I think he got tired of being the second guy. You know, he he, he there were a lot of issues that uh, that Skip, you know, had took and he didn't like this the stance and he didn't have the power to, you know, discipline Skip. And so, yeah, I think Skip's Skip's the one that drives the bus there. I, I mean, I, I never listen to it. I never I have no interest in it. But I think that that's the way the model works there. And I think that's what's going to happen. They're just going to be people who Skip knows he can roll over who he wants. And it's really going to be more like the Skip show, which is really what has happened at ESPN with the Stephen A show. 
Yeah. Do you know when tryouts are and have you entered your application for this job? No. Do, is it no. still going to pay like four million, five million a year? No, I think what they do. Is, well, Russo. There's no, wait, Russo there's, whoa, 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 whoa. There's no tryouts for, for Shannon Sharp's job. I could argue yeah. with Skip Bayless all fucking day. Well, maybe they, you're a well-known talk show host. Maybe they'll call you. But, but, but you're saying there's no open tryouts. This is not American Idol. No, and, and actually it's probably going to be cheaper because Russo went on Howard Stern, and I think he said he got $10,000 an episode. Um, now, I don't know. They may have upped his money since then because – Is that uh, a lot or not a lot? Sounds like a lot. Not really. It doesn't seem like a lot. Well, let's see. Know. What does that come out to? He's on one episode a week? Yeah, it's like $500,000 a year, right? Oh. Uh, well, it all depends. That is a lot of money to a lot of us. But yeah. in terms of not a guaranteed $6 million a year like Skip fucking Bayless, you're right, it's yeah. pennies on the dollar. Which is why I, so this is why I asked you, is this not the start of the end of the $5 million a year cable TV opinion star? It has to be. They're not going to elevate a civilian like Stephen A. or Skip Bayless, not an ex-jock like Shannon Sharp. They're not going to elevate them to the $5 million a year range. Oh, but Skip is going to make that, and Stephen A. But and Stephen A. is making twelve. But I there's think. nobody else in the pipeline. Oh yeah, no, because because amongst because us nobody, civilians, actually nobody's tuning in really for Shannon Sharp. They're tuning in for Skip. Nobody's tuning in for either one of them. I know the ratings. The ratings are terrible. I, I don't understand how that works either. They're, they they draw like one hundred eighty thousand people, and there are cartoon shows that get that, that kind <laughs> right. of right. I, I, I don't. Just, I don't understand it. All right. Uh, Item four, Steven Strasburg looks like he could be cooked. Might be the biggest waste of money. Not a bust, by the way, but biggest waste of money in the history of DC sports. His his Tommy John elbow... Which is the latest? Right, that's the latest thing that went out again. Yeah, it's 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 nerve. They say it's nerve damage. It's shoulder. It's neck. It's a lot of a lot of cascading things in the wake of coming back and being great post Tommy John. But it was quite an arduous journey back from that, and now it's starting to fall apart. He's made eight starts in four years since signing a two hundred and forty-five million dollar contract which has three years to go after this year. There's no insurance on it. But here's what I would say. I would still have given him that contract at the time. It was the right thing to do. He was coming off World Series MVP. He had made 30 starts that year. Uh, There was reason to believe that that team might contend again. Nobody knew the pandemic was coming. A lot of things have happened since then. So you're saying it was the right thing to do in terms of he's probably still going to be good and we certainly want him, even though he's expensive. Not it's the right thing to do. God, he's probably going to fall apart, but we owe it to him. That right yeah. thing to do. I think I think that was a, a big factor in it. And and you really? also want So a combination think, of the two. Well, look, you're, you're coming off a World Series, okay? And you've got a team now that's the toast of the town. Right. I mean, the Caps had won the year before, but the Caps are Caps. The ho- baseball bigger deal than, than hockey. You, you don't so, want your stud. You don't want your games. Was it game six or game seven? He pitched in one. He he pitched in six, but but he uh, he also got him two wins in, in a couple of games. He, yeah. he was he was he was unbelievable. He in was that, in there. right. When so you don't so you don't want to let that guy walk after you've had that feel-good moment. So there was a and, bit of... And you don't want to say to the fan base, oh, well, you got your World Series, see you later. 
You yeah, know, well, because you hope they were hoping, you know, that's where you get this big, you know, rush after winning the World Series that people can't wait to buy season tickets. And, you know, it's 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 the place to be for the yeah, next. But they were years. still going to field a fucking team. They could have said just, hey, you know what? We love Steven and he's been amazing. This is a calculated gamble on our part. It's a whole lot of money. Someone went out and bought them, and good for him. We wish him the best, but this is a risk we're going to take. Teams take risks on the other direction all the time. They never want to take a risk in this direction. And even though there's no salary cap fucking the, the Nats right now, what a mountain of money they've poured down the drain. Well, yeah, I mean, in, in terms of production versus cost, it's a disaster. But you have to look at the time that the deal was made. And, and I don't think that there were too many people in town saying, oh, $245 million. What are they doing? No. Uh, was- I know I balked at it. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, you really, that much money for a guy his age with his much mileage, his much mileage, is that even a phrase? And, and, and with a history of Tommy John? Uh-huh. Okay. But he was 31 years old. There are other pitchers who've had Tommy John. And- he had not – some guys have had it twice. He did not have it a second time. Now, I do remember this, that we had Tommy John on the air. The Tommy that, John. The Tommy John. You're right, we did. And, and it was about the time that, that he was coming back from it. And Tommy John said, if he doesn't change his motion, he's going to need it again. He's never needed it again, but every other part of his body fell apart since then. So, so Tommy John was right? Yeah, yeah, he was. But the Tommy John was right. But that was lo- that was long before he was World Series MVP with thirty starts. Yeah, uh, kids, for you to for those of you who don't know who Tommy John was, former Yankee pitcher, uh, one of the first guys to blow out his ulnar collateral ligament, and he repaired it himself using Frank nothing Job. using nothing but chicken wire <laughs> yeah. and some loose parts around the garage. <laughs> Hence, Frank they called Job. it Tommy John surgery. Painful as shit, but he somehow figured out a way. Yeah, it was it was Frank Job who took a ligament from another part of his other arm and stitched it together, and he came back in a year. It was amazing. <laughs> All right, uh, and then did you hear the meteor today at about three ten? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So a huge boom rattled the DMV area. People were freaking out, not knowing what it was. Turns out it was a meteor that broke up in the atmosphere. Has to be one of the weirder things to happen in the DC area, other than say nine eleven. Well, we also, we had an earthquake, remember that? Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's uh, quite a bit of damage to the National Cathedral. It took, like, 15 years to get it all fixed. Thank God this boom was not accompanied with a distant mushroom cloud on the horizon. That's a day that I'm not kidding. A lot of people have somewhere in the deep, dark recesses of their mind, but not me. No. All right, Andy. God bless, my friend. We'll talk next week. Thanks. All right, Dave. Take all right, care. There you go. All right, that's a wrap for today. Thank you so much. We know you got many choices in podcast listening, and I appreciate each and every one of you making the ZabeCast your weekly and daily destination. Have a great Monday, and we will see you next time. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. 
Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHARLIE, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE. And get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag.